Good morning. This is Gaming Perspectives with Saul and Jolene. And today we're going to do an episode called Where Were We? And this was a question from somebody. Right. And the question was Where did the campaign leave off? Many, many of us at one time or another are in, involved in a or play in a long campaign. And sometimes you have to take a break from that campaign for whatever reason. The GM needs to recharges batteries it's or, called life or or the schedules don't quite mix you know and mix uh mesh together all kinds of things can happen right somebody has a baby whatever your kid has to graduate things like that right and so the person asked us how do we do it do we just pick up where we left off with just immediately exactly where we left off or uh do you, or does the GM advance the time like six months and then go from there? Or any length of time, actually. It could be any length of time that they choose. And he wasn't real comfortable with that idea. Yeah, he, yeah. And so, so the question is, what are the advantages and disadvantages of doing either or? And, and what do you need to do it, to do it well, right? You know, to just restart the campaign in that sense. And we were, me and Julie were discussing, and we we were in a game, or I ran a game, a D and D game for well, we, it was Thorkeem's Thunder, and even before that, I ran another homebrew campaign that I ha- had come up with. And Julie was saying how, even though we played every other Sunday, there was still that period of I don't know how long. How long did we take to? Ten minutes. Ten minutes to recap what happened in the previous game. For people to remember what where they were and what they were doing. <laughs> so I can only imagine if you were playing and you stopped for a few months. And can you imagine the fog of trying to remember where everybody is? So I thought we'd go through what, what you kind of needed to do to do either one and the advantages and disadvantages of either starting exactly where you're left off or letting the some time pass in the game time and go from there it's an interesting concept i've never been in a game where anybody has done that moved forward six months in time or a year in time and said okay either what did you do during this time or this is what happened well i think that's one of the things you have to figure out is that is that when you let's let's start with the start out right where you picked off right where you left off well that's easy that's easy that's easier, right? And for the GM, it's easier also because if he's if you're in the middle of a campaign or in, in, at some point before the end of the campaign, or you know, I'm using parentheses here, air quotes, not parentheses, air quotes that uh, the end of the campaign. Then what do you do? Do you what do you do to keep the game moving? Moving, right? And what's funny is that that depending on the group you play with, there's some people out there who love taking notes, right? Steve at one point was taking all kinds of notes in the game. I don't know what happened, but he stopped doing that. And so we had a problem when we were trying to recap without Steve's notes. because Mostly because Steve couldn't remember. Another thing is people remember different things, right? Well, and There's a couple different ideas, and we've talked about a little bit about keeping a journal of the campaign. Right, or, yeah. We did do uh, something about journals, an episode. But, um, the thing is, if you do that all the time, like, Steve, Steve is in a group that they actually have to go online every week and write what happened from their perspective. <laughs> That's part of being in the group, right? 
that's one of the requirements, which I found very interesting because I'm not in school anymore and don't like homework. So <laughs> I wouldn't want to have to be responsible to do that every week. But it makes it very interesting because they write it from their perspective. The and they have a Google yeah. group or Google Sheets that they share. Yes. Uh, someone made a, what, what, do you, what do you call that? Uh, yeah, Google Sheets. Well, there's different things. It's not like my work where we all collaborate on Google Sheets, but we pay for it, right? As right. A, as a, as part of the service. That I don't know. For personal use, well, you, you could you could share your Google you can Drive. You share your Google Drive, and you could put different people to share it. Yeah, yeah. You could do a a campaign, and also Roll Twenty has those that kind of thing where you can put yeah. in notes. Yeah, you can put notes, and it, and even call one a journal. You know, yeah, pre-made. There's this, there was this game called, oh, not a game, but it, like a website. I can't believe it. I I totally forgot about it, but it was, uh, oh man. But it was like a campaign place, right? Where you could put your pictures, you could put your notes and players could log in and they would, they could put notes and stuff on there. I, I never really used it that much. I, I started doing my moderate Dresden stuff on there because I thought it was going to be pretty cool, but it wasn't integrated enough, right? It couldn't. It wasn't easy for the other people to get in. Well, you just log in and just sign into that campaign. It wasn't it was user fun. friendly. I don't know what it was. It was just like another thing that people didn't wouldn't want do, to do, right? And wouldn't do, right? right. So, so it, it. I forget what the damn. I can't believe it. Well, I have asked our group the last time last year when we yes. were playing on Roll Twenty. <laughs> we had because you know it was during the time when you could not meet in person, and so we we're doing this campaign and it was a dungeon crawl, which the mad King mad, no, the mad mages right. dungeon in Waterdeep, And they really were, they liked the idea, but I asked them for a couple of things. I asked them if they could go on and write down what their character was doing, what they thought about what the episode or the, the day, what had happened from their perspective. Right. Because I thought it would be really good to do that. And since some of them are in groups where they have to do that, I got back from my son one sentence. And the only one who actually did it was, was Ian. I think I sent you something. You handed me a piece of paper. No, I don't remember now. Yes. But I definitely wrote something out. You handed me a piece of paper. and Was it blank? No. Okay. You did write something out, but you didn't put it onto the... Oh, I didn't follow the instructions. Yes. I, don't, so I, I thought I did, but I don't remember. Anyway, you're right. It is. Sometimes it's like pulling teeth to get the players to do stuff. And as a player, I've written the notes out about what's happened, and then I've read it back to everybody and from my perspective, and they all laughed and thought it was, it was that's great. Not, that's not what happened. <laughs> and then they would tell me, no, that's not what happened. This is what I did. And then... Um, so that's a great idea that guy had. Mark, I believe is his name, right? So that, that idea of having the players write a journal of the previous session of what happened. One, it's from their perspective. And if they're sharing it, that's even more amazing because then the GM, the GM has that information. What is, is, it, what is that? It's like mass data, right? It's like, it's like being in... It's like having eyewitnesses. Because eyewitnesses never see the same thing. Well, right? there's, there's Everybody has their own perspective. Right. That's why eyewitness testimony supposedly is not very reliable. But we're talk I'm talking about just data, just stuff that everything that happened from their per the, from their right. view. You also find as a GM when you see what they wrote, you 
find or they they're telling you what they thought was important or what they thought was right. exciting because they're not going to write stuff that's boring they're going to write the stuff that matter to them as a player theoretically their character so with that information oh you know i'm using fake names philip likes likes you know investigations he likes puzzles dimitri likes hack and slash shelly likes different things right what they like is what they're going to write about i think that's what you're going to get so i think that's a pretty valuable tool i don't know if that's how he's intending it but I think, you know, he, Mark's a pretty smart guy. So. I think I think what he really wants is to keep the players engaged in the game. Well, there's that is a huge plus, too. You're right. So you, you play every other week, or we did anyway. And we would spend that first 10 minutes, which was, which was always a fun time, right? Trying to remember exactly where we were. Because if we left in the middle of a battle, which usually we didn't leave in the middle of I a battle. I tried not to. Except every once in a while, there was no more time and the big guy hadn't come out yet or or something like that right <laughs> i think it was a low in the battles when i usually would uh end the game in 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 that sense and those sessions people had a lot of remembering exactly where they were yes. because you you're invested in where you were standing yes because it mattered it mattered whether you were going to get hit with a fireball or not right <laughs> Where's my light of sight? I was hidden behind the chest, I remember. I think one of the, like we were talking about, is one of the critical things of of starting a game exactly where you left off is having good notes. Now, in today's world, you could actually record things, right? Which Saul actually did, <laughs> does. He records his games on yes. Zoom and stuff. Well, cause and every he game used is on Zoom it. Now. He used it to remember where his his group that he was playing with at that time what had happened in the right. last episode because he was he didn't remember and it was only like the week before or no maybe it was a few weeks before i don't I don't remember but it was weird because like i'm like i really don't remember what we did because as a player sometimes you know on zoom your ten your mind tends to wander and I, i'm guilty of that too but i really need to remember because i was gming and this is a gm uh what is it a we're co-gming me and a, another friend are co-GMing the same same game. Uh, lately, he has been running a lot of it, but but I'm giving him a break. In fact, well, we'll I'll tell tell everybody what game we're playing. We're playing the One Ring. The other co-GM is Bay, and Bay has been lifting uh, or doing most of the work. Right, he's been running most of the games. I think I've ran, which he probably knew when he said he would co-GM with you. No, I, I I really was hoping that'd be fifty fifty, but he's really likes one. He really likes GMing. I think he likes playing Middle Earth, and he's you know he's a real smart guy. I mean, I just I had to Google him, and the guy figured out that he's like a brilliant person. Like everybody thinks he's really smart. Well, Not just I me. knew that, and I didn't <laughs> have to Google him. So Weirdo. I know who you are, Bay. Yeah, anyway, right. So, uh, so yeah, when when. Uh, when when he runs, you know he has, uh, you know he's obviously read the Lord of the Rings and he's very knowledgeable about the world. He also sent Saul notes <laughs> about what happened and stuff, and Saul's like going, "Wow, this is very thorough." <laughs> yes, compared to Saul's notes about well, games. Yeah. <laughs> so when we, so when I when it was my turn to run, or I decided to pick up the mantle and run again, I was like, "Man, what, what was going on in the last, you know, in that last adventure?" Because I was really mainly paying attention to my own character. And not the other, not the other ones. Sorry, guys. And uh, so I just needed a refresher. And instead of asking Bay, you know, and outing myself that I wasn't like, 
I totally paying attention. I was my mind was wandering. I, I decided that I'm he just was being of, a bad player. I just outed myself, but yeah, hopefully Bay doesn't hear this one. Sorry, Bay. And uh, and I what I what I do is because all our games are on Zoom now. I just recorded everything, right? And I don't even know why I record it. I have like it's taken up literally gigabytes and gigabytes of space on my hard drive of all these game sessions that we've played. I've I've thought about putting it on YouTube, but it's a lot of work because you have to do editing. Yeah, you know, or even if you don't do editing, it's a lot to upload and you stuff still like need that. to do editing. No, I don't. You wouldn't up edit the video. That'd be too much. That'd be really too much. I, I'll, editing this podcast is a lot of work. A video I can even I can't even imagine. So so I just went back and I start listening to the the episode or oh, the episode the the recording of the previous game and I go oh wow that's right and it's amazing how much stuff you do miss even as a player even if you are because as I remember when when I resaw it I was paying attention to stuff I was like oh because it was a kind of a, not kind of but it was an exciting situation so I'm like wow but as time goes by you do lose some of those memories or you just don't remember everything that happened right that's why the refresher at the beginning of the game is is a good thing and like you said if you if you record it somehow you could always go back and listen to the last 20 minutes or whatever to see where you were so that's one way right and then the other way is you have somebody who has takes good notes right in that same game cowie for a while was like was always taking notes and she would take really good notes while we played and i'm like i don't see how you could do that because with me i'm busy paying attention but sip does the same thing when when he's playing he takes pretty good notes so that he can remember everybody's name and place and where wow. we were because he's pretty good about that too like i said there's some people just have a talent for remembering and writing quickly and writing pertinent details that you know you don't write everything that happened but you write the big stuff i write down names and right and then I don't remember where they were, but, you know. <laughs> well, I write down all kinds of stuff, but they're literally written it's on... It's gook? No, over 100 notebooks that are scattered through my bookcases. So I'm like... Because I couldn't remember <laughs> stuff that I had included in that game, in that one ring game. And I couldn't remember one of the... You know, important, for me, an important NPC. And I just couldn't remember his name. And I couldn't find my notes on it. So I asked Bay, he goes, I have no idea. <laughs> So, so there's a couple. Those are a couple ideas, those right? Are, yeah, those are very. Important. Somebody needs to keep a journal, or everybody needs to keep a journal, right? That'd be cool. Or recording it. Um, and if anybody else has any ideas, you could let us know, or right, because that would be interesting to know how other people do it. And as far as GMing, the good thing about starting where you left off is that if the if the GM has a a uh, a vision of where the campaign is going to go. It just keeps trucking along, right? Right. Bada beam, bada boom. You know, nothing's gonna, nothing changes. You're just gonna keep going, and that's pretty cool. That doesn't the GM doesn't have to do any extra work other than the work he's already done, and there's nothing to integrate. There's nothing to change or nothing to 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 throw you off this not a railroad, but throw you off this story that you're that you're telling. On the other hand, if you do go. Uh, any length of time in the game and start from there. There's a couple things. This is actually my favorite. I think I'd rather do this, even though I've never tried it because, well, I'll tell you why. So when you do that, when you get back together and instead of starting where you left off, you've moved the timeline forward 
Or you've put them in a different place? Well, it depends. Like if you if you move the timeline, let's say six months, they've uh, naturally, I would think, unless they're in like a town, though they, they could they could just still be in a town or a city, or whatever. You advance the timeline in six months. Some of them might have gotten antsy and left, right? So, or or if they're like, if they have some obligation, right, in the game, they can't. They might have to like go somewhere and take care of family. Or take care of a castle or some holdings. So there's different reasons why the characters may not be exactly where they left off. Especially if you leave them in a nice safe town. And it also depends how much time forward you move. Like if you move it six months to a year. There's all kinds of things that they could be up to. And there's things that they might want to do. The characters. Player. So when I gave this idea to Jolene. She goes well what would you do? I go well when the game started. I would look at everybody and go, what have you been doing for the last six months? And then go down the line. And she thought. And I told him that was a horrible <laughs> idea because if I was sitting at a table and somebody did that to me, I would just freak out and sit there going, I have to go last because uh, I need some ideas. Uh, I mean, come on. That's like a pop quiz when nobody told you the, to prepare anything. Okay. So, yes, I I thought it was an interesting idea to see what people would think up of off the cuff or uh, what we call it, spontaneity, but Jolene is right. That, that is really kind of a crappy move. What and she had a better idea. She goes email people bef- a month before the game starts, right? When you have a date that you're going to play, and say this is what I'm doing. I'm moving the timeline, whatever amount of time. Write to me and tell me what your character's been doing. And I did. That's I, a, that was a pretty good idea. I like. I that. I, I would have liked that idea because then you can think about it, right? You have right. to remember what you were doing before, and then you have to figure out where you are now and then you might talk to the other players and figure it out which is what i would do with my current with the group of people that we play with i would ask questions and right. do it we and i'm not saying that it it's a bad thing to make people come up with things on the fly like when when you start a campaign or you have a zero session a lot of times shannon will go how are you connected to this to the people you're playing with right oh, there yeah. has to be connections a little bit of brainstorming and you can do that and play off each other and be you know this is my brother or i'm connected to him because i work with him or right. you know she's my best friend and then we've always been together or things yes. like that and that you can play off of but just saying what have you been doing for the last six months and then you're sitting there and you're going oh and somebody immediately starts say? sweating yeah <laughs> that'd be me going, that's too much of interrogation uh, that's, that's, uh, no no i do like the idea of giving the players advance notice and Yes. We were thinking about different ways that you would that this scenario would come about. And when I was doing research for one of our other um um podcasts that we did in Media Res, I came across these guys who a lot of GMs I guess do this on a regular basis that after each I want to say episode now, after each <laughs> session <clears throat> the next session he, the guy, one of the one of the people I was reading said, "I just move him forward in time and drop him someplace else, and tell him this is this is what's going on." And so, I would think that would be interesting if you played all the time, like every other week, and you, it would be like a Mission Impossible episode, right? Right. Something like that. Well, that depends on the game, right? If you're playing D and D and it's a long campaign, it's a little different than playing. Let's say a spy game, right? A Mission Impossible game. Let's say we're playing a Mission Impossible game, and Mission Impossible, you do capers, right? You, you, there's 
I would think that, I would tend to think that those campaigns are probably slightly shorter, more episodic. Yes, and that too. So it would work great in that sense. But but again, like I said, I liked I my first idea I thought was brilliant, where I would you know interrogate each person at the table and say, "What have you been doing? What has your character been doing the last six months?" But I saw the light of day with Jolene's going well. You know, you're gonna. I would just totally freeze and not want to answer, or come up with something totally lame because I had two seconds to think about it. (laughs) And so the idea of telling them in advance, and then the reason why you would want this in written form, right? Like in an email or even handwritten letter back when we get to meet everybody again which is pretty soon probably is like i said you mind you mind stuff that players want right if they if they write about you know they, they got in some romantic relationship with some you know courtesan blah 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 then you kind of know that 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 person wants that out of the game if they go out uh exploring or whatever they're just like previously i said when they're players tell you stuff or write down stuff and present it that's what they want that's what they find it important and that's what they find fun or it's what they like and so or and at the very least is what they're thinking about at this particular time right so you can incorporate that into the game and i think another thing is is that as a gm sometimes when when you have kind of like the campaign kind of mapped out which i know i i'd say i don't usually do and i don't but at the very, at the very, you just can't help it, right? Just, just like well, I said. Well, you have to have points where people are going to have a have, meet somebody. Or well, no, something. no. What I'm saying is that you have an idea at the game, beginning of the game of how the game starts, and then you have the ending, kind of where the game is going to end, and you have an idea of how character. Even though you don't want to, I, I, at least I don't wouldn't want to. I at least I wouldn't want to map out the idea of what the players are going to do, how they're going to deal with encounters. And oh, all yeah, that. That, like right? that would work. <laughs> right, <clears throat> exactly. So, but you still do it because you kind of imagine what's going to happen and how the characters are going to react and how they're going to get to the end. But when you do this and then you move the time of six months, the characters may not be where you want them to be or where you expect them to be. And so as a GM, it, you kind of like have to come up with stuff to, you got to change your storyline. You got to and I think that's good as a as a as a GM who plays played quite a bit, ran quite a bit. It's always good to like, kind of like, unsettle you, right? To to push you off the what you thought was going to happen, and oh wow! And then you get ideas from the players, and you take the game in a direction that you hadn't thought about. I mean, that normally happens when you're playing anyway, but I think this will happen even more so and give you more. What is it? give you more entertainment because this is you being surprised by what the players want. I think it's a lot more work for the GM if you're moving it forward six months because I think it's a lot more work for the GM if you're moving it forward six months because then you have to come up with all of these ideas or not ideas, but instead of leaving off where you were, it's a whole new Right. A whole new adventure. They could, which they makes could, it kind of more exciting for the GM too, yeah, right? That's what I'm saying. And the players could come up with some crazy stuff. There's no doubt, right? And I guess it depends. Like if you're doing a module, a campaign module, you would kind of have to pick and choose where you were going and just kind of let them encounter whatever. But if you move it forward six months in a module, you might be out of the module. I don't know. <laughs> I'm just thinking. You know, depending on the module, maybe some... you only move it forward two weeks. 
Well, some or, modules are, are time d- uh, dependent, right? Yeah. <coughs> so the capital is going to blow up in three months. <laughs> oh, I moved the episode six months. Six months. It's and blown up. The capital has blown up. What do you do? Yeah, exactly. So another thing is that I was thinking of is is some games kind of built in this this uh, leisure time, right? Now in D and D, there's no off time. In the old days, back in A D and D. You would have to train before you went to the next level. That means that meant back then you'd have to find a mentor, and then you would have to spend so many weeks, depending on what level you're going up to and what all this business. So you would be out of the game for two to six weeks to train to before you advance another level. So you definitely wanted to train. I think uh, one game that I we played the One Ring, and there. It's incorporated into the rules where you have to take time off. They call it the winter phase where the players, because adventuring in this in the area that the event that the one ring takes place is really uh, brutal in the winter. You know, everything shuts down kind of. So you where are you going to hold up during the winter? That's important. Uh, what are you going to do while you're there at this location? And the winter phase is kind of in the one ring. It's kind of like a one. It's a one way of like re re recharging, charging your batteries, and it's important because in that game there's this this is uh, asset called hope, and your hope goes down, right? And uh, and you also have shadow, and your shadow can go up doing depending on you know, what you're exposed to and what your character does. And if those two meet, you basically lose your character to shadow, and the game is over for that character. So you always want to maintain this, you know, try to stay away from the shadow. So you do that in the, in the winter phase by doing projects that give you hope, by establishing a refuge and doing all kinds of things. And depending on what your character is like and what the character wants to do and where the character is, they have different options on what they want to do and how they want to do it. And, it, you know, and all of that for, for for all intents and purposes, it's all sort of mechanical, but it's also also very story based, right? Because then, then you can build off of that. Well, you know, there's this refuge you built in your last winter phase. There's uh, out in the woods next to it that that people are complaining about. What are you gonna do? You know, and all and so it could lead to stories. It could lead to more adventures, and the players are invested in that area. So I think that's pretty neat. And if you could sort of incorporate something like that into this time that you're away from each other and when you ask the players hey you know what is your character going to be doing the last year and where are they at and and i think with that in mind that kind of ideas in mind they can do stuff that that can have a lasting effect in the game world and i think a lot of players like that like when especially when uh when you run a really long campaign right like i i have in the past the characters that they the characters that are playing now encounter the works or the machinations of the previous campaign's characters, right? Like when I when I ran the the last uh, not Storm King's Thunder, but but the previous campaign where you guys are adventuring in Cormier, there's this huge settlement outside of uh, outside on the borderlands of Cormier that didn't doesn't exist in the in the canon rules, but the adventuring party before the the, the big boys as you call them back in the early 2000s they had gained notoriety they had gained a lot of wealth and they were giving 
huge tracts of land right out in this barren area and they decided one decided to make a farmstead and, and i took that idea and i went nuts with it right and they this hugely successful cooperative uh, farming thing is going out there and it's becoming the breadbasket of cormier when the new characters like my son you and steve who played in that previous game come across this stuff they're like wow this is neat at least well, because so. the boys had heard stories right, about it, of course, right? Especially so Steve. that's why they called them the big boys or the, <laughs> I the what they their call uncles them. or whoever. Right, and so that that was neat, and I think when it was probably neat for Steve too to oh, see, definitely to see that the that the previous characters had done all kinds of things, you know, and it was lasting and like, and I think it was interesting. And you're right when they came across that, they're going, "Hey, this is a Athlon, the guy who." That's Uncle adventure. Felipe. Yeah, that's Uncle Felipe. <laughs> <laughs> that was an adventure that the kids, for the most part, couldn't play because they were too little. Because they were literally too little. I know we started RPGs with my son when he was about four, and by six or seven, he was. I think it was by that time we were playing Pathfinder, but he had obviously heard stories and he had actually seen us being played. Yeah, right, as a little boy, and Jolene would say, "Well, you can't play with the big boys because not yet or whatever." I don't know what you told him, but I know he was interested in playing. And he was always at the table when we played here. Well, yeah. In my brother's lap, and he was—they would let him roll dice. You know, when he was old enough not to put them in his mouth. <laughs> <laughs> so it's interesting. I think that's pretty neat. And I, you know, and I gotta wonder if these characters, if they become heroes of the lands, and they get castles or something, that later on the adventure keeps going, and they have different characters. Starting out characters, characters, new yeah. characters, whether they'll, oh yeah, that's the, that's the place where this happened, or this is the castle that my other character built, or such and such character built. I think that's pretty neat. I think that's, you just recently shared this comic where it has the same group of people playing when they were kids, when they're in college, when they're adults, and then when they're like in retirement age. And I think that's pretty neat. And I think those kinds of uh, groups that have been playing together a long period of time that's amazing to me that's that's pretty neat so i think that's one thing that you can get when you are l allowing characters or players to impact the the world and letting them have like six months of time or a year of time to do whatever they want as characters uh do stuff in that world if you're gonna make it a year i think that you should <laughs> allow the character to be able to have picked up skills and stuff like that too and depending on what they do, they might even gain a level, right? That's if, what I was thinking. If one of the characters goes, "Well, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna clear out the area of monsters." Me and me and Phil are just gonna pick this little town in that we, you know, we came across two months ago, and they were having problems, but we didn't have time to deal with those problems because we were on a mission. We're gonna go back and take care of their problems, right? And so, okay, yeah, that sounds good. That's pretty neat. Sure, you you, you killed enough monsters and found enough loot to go up another level i mean that'd be cool i think that i would have no problem with that i mean i would say that well you know I, i'm gonna pick my nose and fish every day do i get another level no fighting? but you no. get a bunch of fish <laughs> you, you have all the fish in the world you have plenty of uh you're very healthy you've dried a, lot of, a lot of fish <laughs> dried a lot of fish you've sold a lot of fish yeah, and you stink like fish <laughs> when you have a lot of input from different places i think that makes it a better game because more input from different people, at least it has been in my case, because there's only one brain in my head, and there's, and for whatever reason, it only thinks one way or 
or the, a certain way. I wouldn't say one way. And sometimes you don't come up with stuff. You can't come up with what somebody else is going to think of. And sometimes other people have these brilliant ideas. I've talked about how in the middle of a game, I've changed the goal or, or the real thing what was going on based on on the ideas from the players. Because the ideas from the players were like, sometimes they're just brilliant and they're better than yours. So when you give the, the players a little bit of creativity and a, a little bit of time to have a lot of input in the game, boom, you have a bunch of more ideas to do and wh where the game should go. So where were we is a very interesting idea. Yeah. And there's different ways to get back to where you were or right. go where you are now. <laughs> to get to where you are. <laughs> if you're going to start off where you left off, good notes, maybe recording it would be a good idea. And the other way, you as a GM, you got to be able to roll with the punches as far as they might come up with something that you hadn't thought of, depending on how much time you give them and, and what how creative they are. Right? Yeah. And then you're like, oh, wow. That's then it's time for you to panic because you're like, oh my god, what did I just How do? am I going to incorporate that? <laughs> Correct. There you go. This is Gaming Perspectives with Saul and Jolene. And you have a good day.